Light the beam. It's time for Nerdy for 30, the podcast where we talk about nerdy-ish movies for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer, aka The Critic's Choice. With me, as always, is the people's champ, Tim Keck. And today, we have a very special guest. She is the person who alerted us to the fact that we have not touched the Scream franchise last year. We've had this in our back pocket for an entire year. She and I go back way further than that. You know her. You love her. It's Babe Finley. Hi. How you doing, babe? Good. Great to have you here, babe. I know we're meeting physically for the first time, but I feel like emotionally, like spiritually, we've 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 been partners for a long time. Yes, we've connected. (laughs) (laughs) Don't deny it. I will not. I will not. And honestly, Scream is such a good suggestion. There's been new ones that came out that have been good Mm -hmm. and we Mm -hmm. haven't done them on the pod, which is insane. It's insane. Mm -hmm. We haven't done these. This is a franchise that I feel like is right up our alley in the like kind of goofy slasher actiony it's not winning an oscar but it is just a great time this is just mm-hmm. a great time at the movies yeah that's all i needed i can leave now <laughs> <laughs> babe <laughs> what's your like history with scream what uh what made you such a strong champion for this movie okay so this is what i was like i'm gonna have to like say this so because <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was embarrassing <laughs> Okay, this movie came out in 1996. So, mm-hmm. like, by the time it came out on VHS, it was probably 1997, like, that summer. Because it was, like, they says it the release date was, like, five days before Christmas, which I thought was cool. So, then I was at a sleepover, and I was in first grade, and this was the movie... They tried to have a bunch of first graders watch. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just, I don't think I'm going to vibe with this. I'm kind of freaked out. I'm scared. And the other girls are like, babe, it's fine. It's fine. And it was like pure chaos in that first 12 minutes. And we had to turn it <laughs> off because it was like, it was horrifying. And so that was always my thing. Like, oh my God, I've never like went back and watched it. Like, probably when I was like seventh grade or whatever. And then I saw it and I was like, that movie was awesome. I loved it. But I was a really tortured beginning where I was scared and crying as a six year old. (laughs) 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 No judgment to that girl's parents. So (laughs) (laughs) her parents are cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're probably they probably let you drink at the house too they're yeah. like yes all these 15 year olds we got a keg mom and dad are cool we're chill watch scream not After back that. a couple brewskis they're in first grade now they're going to be exposed to this stuff we just would prefer if they did it at the house <laughs> so yeah and i've always loved it after that at that time, when you're in first grade, did you have a concept of who Drew Barrymore was? Like, was she in your life? Charlie's she, Angels hadn't come out yet. No. And yes, <laughs> you're right. And that's probably was like the big thing. But I was, we were big, big E.T. family. Mm. So I was trying mm. to remember if I really grasped that that was the girl from E.T. But I don't think I did. I, I think I just saw the guts and was like, no, I'm out. Like, I'm good. <laughs> I wasn't like sold like, oh, they're not going to kill Drew Barrymore. I don't think I had that concept as a six-year-old. <laughs> My brain. Yeah, it didn't work on me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the first 12 minutes of this movie are as good as any horror movie thing. At I mean, it's great. It's so amazing. It's an incredible, f- f- like, fake out. 
And it adds so much credibility to the rest of the movie when they're like making fun of it and like hanging out in a blockbuster and, you know, talking about like all these different movies and prom night or whatever. But they've already proven that they get it. Like, it's so scary. The Drew Barrymore thing is amazing. It shot so well. And God, that scenes of me. I mean, honestly, if you've never seen Scream, you should you should watch it. Also, just just watch the first 12 minutes and then just see what yeah. happens. <laughs> see if you pick it up, put it down, whatever. <laughs> But uh, this is also a peak. Do you have do you like the other scream intros? That's like kind of a thing they've been doing, right? They always like intro somebody, murder them and then bounce. I do always love that. Uh, the is it the fifth one where they like go? Su- they just keep overlapping, going in and in and further and the further. The fourth one, I think. Yeah, I just yeah, watched, I just yeah. started watching it today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. And yeah. it, I don't know if they. And like, I'm sure they didn't like invent that because they invented like all that subtext and referential stuff that it's just so common. And it's like this literally the first movie that ever I mean, in a horror movie that acknowledged those rules. And now it's like so commonplace and like makes me go uh, and like every movie like I know like, well, I know Tim probably agrees with me the Barbie movie like referencing <laughs> your criticisms your critiques i hate that it's such an obvious thing and so the fact that scream was literally like the first one to do that in terms of just like horror movies probably <clears throat> at least it's just yeah. it's awesome it feels a little bit nowadays like like back then it was it was like meta and groundbreaking and it kind of like a like an artistic choice and now it just kind of seems like we can't take anything seriously a little bit sometimes like we can't have genuine interactions like everywhere on the internet, you know, but people, Marvel. I know our generation is like so sarcastic Marvel, especially mm-hmm. underselling yeah. everything. Uh, but in this movie, it, it really works and it's great. And I got to tell you, I wasn't really in the mood for scream for whatever reason. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, you know, I've seen it. I was actually like, I've seen this movie so much. I could probably do the pod without it. But then I started watching it and I could not stop. And now I started watching the fourth one and I'm going to rewatch all of them now. Like, it's just it's happening. I they're so good and they sneak up on you. Super sneaky. It's flat out incredible. I, I don't know how like like this has to be the highest quality consistency of any horror franchise, because usually it's on the, what the one with General mm. Ortega last year was Scream 6. Name another yeah. franchise where people are giving it good reviews by the sixth installment. It's usually a Shutter original by that point. It took a, a three is pretty rough. I feel, I feel like three. Okay, this is where we have to stop. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I wonder what they're really going to say about three, because when I was watching it with my husband, who is just like, he's used to me putting these, this franchise on and I'm really not crazy about it, but he's, it's really just cause he's like the only bad thing about scream one is that it's not scream three, which is like, so just making fun of me. Cause <laughs> I'm obsessed with Scream 3. It's my favorite. It's my favorite, it's your favorite of all one? of them. It's my, Parker Posey. I just, I laugh so hard every time I see her. Patrick Warburton is hysterical. The Carrie Fisher. Oh my God. It's just, it's iconic. It's, it makes me laugh so much. It's the best. It's so <laughs> I can't. Yeah, it's funny. embarrassing. <laughs> Yesterday, Lauren and I were talking about, so we still haven't seen four through six. I'm aware of like the what? generally the quality level of four through six. It's believe me, it's on Kevin. the list. 
But yeah. you're, um, you're the reason like this is the reason why people email us and are like, why are you guys talking about movies? You haven't seen shit. <laughs> and then Kevin's like, yeah, we're finally talking about Scream. I know it's a big one. Haven't it's, seen any of them, but I'm ready to talk seen, about this it. This is no whole. This is we, we're way we're off five, having six. a franchise conversation right now. I know I'm part of that problem. But also, you're the problem. To the people who have leveled that accusation against us, there's a lot of media out there to consume. Look, <laughs> there is. Maybe I haven't there seen is. every movie. But earlier, I was about to draw a comparison to One Punch Man. And if I'd seen Scream 4, 5, and 6, maybe I wouldn't have seen One Punch Man. And then what kind of world would this be? But mm. yeah, our, to, to tie a bow on the Scream 3 conversation, we were talking about it. And we were like, Scream 3 was okay. And the one thing was like, Parker Posey, though. I mean. Hysterical. <laughs> I love her. I so love her. And, yeah. Okay. So anyway. Uh, so for to, to take it back to Scream One, I mean, what Tim said, this is just it's just a phenomenal movie. And I feel like this is the type of movie where if somebody isn't necessarily into horror movies, if you can kind of hold their hand through it and they're older than seven years old, you might like be able to kind of get them into this movie and into horror movies in general just because it's so well made. And it really does have that kind of whodunit quality about it. I didn't realize until watching it this time around how much work they really were putting in to try to make you second guess who the killer was and all these like little hints like the uh, officer's boots in the bathroom stall and all that <laughs> the way they they sell henry, henry winkler as like the film in this <laughs> is so funny it's incredible <laughs> like i don't remember like the first time i watched this being i don't remember any of the fake outs either now i just feel like i've seen it so many times it's like billy loomis and the other guy like that's who did it those are the bad guys. It's clear to me the whole time. <laughs> and it seems so obvious. And I think that's kind of the fun of it is that honestly, whoever it, if it had been anybody, it would have felt obvious. Uh, and it, it, but it feels incredibly up in the air too. It feels, it feels like it could be anybody. I mean, they even have that conversation about like, maybe it's a woman. And then Rose McGowan is like <laughs> getting out. She had like boots on or something. I don't know what it was. Then they make something like, oh, maybe it's Rose McGowan or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But maybe it's fun. It could be. It could be anyone. What uh, should we get into some beefs and thieves? Yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh does anybody have like a thief they want to uh, want to throw out there? What's the biggest thief? Well, I was trying to think. I'm like, I guess I'm not the biggest like friends person, but I was like, I feel like she, Courtney Cox just does such a great job in this movie that I was like, she's not playing Monica. She's a Gail Weather. She brings comic relief. She's but she's smart and she's in antagonizing um Nuff Campbell's character enough that it's like okay yeah you are kind of stupid trying to put Leif Schreiber in jail so I appreciated <laughs> that but I was like he's like Sam my husband's like that is more of like a thing where she is Monica but I I have not watched Friends enough to I guess to feel like that's her personality because she's such an asshole to her camera guy who's also <laughs> really good <laughs> I like many dies. It serves him right for being a good dude. That's what you get. He's got a line in this where she's like, Jesus, would you hurry up? And he has the throwaway line where he's like, My name's not Jesus. 
just, just doesn't understand. He calls her a bitch goddess under his breath at one point too. After he has, it's, oh I would not have caught That's it. That's an AOL tag. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I think maybe my thief, which I think is very cool about this thing, and scream. I think kind of specific to the scream franchise is how uh, incompetent the killer is in a lot of ways. It's like they're tripping over stuff. They're bumping into things. I know Scary Movie did some parodies where like he's just getting hit with stuff and falling down and all that. But it is kind of ridiculous how goofy and like slapsticky almost it is. The killer is sometimes. And then when you realize that this is, oh, this is high school boys, uh, who are idiots. At least one of them's an idiot. And the other one is like some weird mastermind, I guess, but they're still both clumsy and weird and messing stuff up. And I think that's cool. I think it, I think it just really illustrates the point that these guys are who they are. High schoolers hanging out. Yeah. Even though I will say the, the, uh, the high schooling, they seem to fit like kind of the genre. I think Rose McGowan, I don't know what her thing is. Like what she is, She's playing like a 13 year old, uh, but she's like 23. Like she's like she's actually too old for the role. But then she's like way overshooting like how, how young <laughs> she's playing. it. She's got like lollipops and like goofy <laughs> outfits. And then for some reason, her bedroom has two beds in it and she's got giant stuffed unicorns and stuff <laughs> hanging out. It's crazy. It's 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 an insane performance. And I'm I'm wondering how intentional that is. If they're talking about like, uh, I don't know if that's a commentary on infantilizing or whatever. I don't know, horror people or horror victims. I I don't know. It's definitely a choice. It, I realized that I like had this imprinted in my brain when she talks and she's like, they should have murdered your sorry ass or something like that. I feel like that is like my cadence sometimes of like being sassy. And I was like, God, it's from Rose McGowan and Scream. I had no clue. That's where that came from. <laughs> Just a foundational character. Yes. Yes. I think there was maybe I blame this on the parents. Obviously, you know, parents in this movie functionally absent the entire time. Not there. But there's Good something thing. going on with uh, Dewey and Rose McGowan's parents where like Dewey is a child with a gun in this movie. <laughs> He's just a child who is dressed up as a cop. And uh, there's that line where Courtney Cox compliments his muscles and he says basically, you know, I'm so young. I had to get shredded. Otherwise, the, the boys at the station wouldn't take me seriously. <laughs> Was that before or after he eats ice cream next to his boss who's smoking a cigarette outside? Because that's Jesus. the funniest. That's my favorite part of the whole movie, probably. So yeah, funny. I'll give that my thief. I think that's yeah. going to be my thief. My one, I'll tag my beef onto there, too. My only beef is that uh, when the other cop throws a cigarette down and stamps it out, I always really want Dewey to throw his ice cream cone down and stamp it out and then be like, ah, oh. Yes. He should have dropped it. He should have dropped it on the ground. That would have been so funny. It's just too oh my in character. Gosh. What about uh, beefs? Who's got the biggest beef? I feel like mine is the Rose McGowan age thing. It's it's so crazy. It's got to be intentional, but it's it's so weird to me. Unnerving. <laughs> so uncomfortable the whole time. And her boyfriend is also the one who's like all over her. Like they're uber sexual and she's she's playing she's got like lollipops and just like skipping around and 
I don't know. She says things and then immediately does the opposite. <laughs> it's it it's it makes sense, but it's it's weird. I don't know. It's it's so weird. What about you, babe? You got a uh, a beef? What's your biggest beef with this? Okay. Well, you kind of mentioned it. Well, actually, I hate David Arquette's performance for sure. I just don't yeah. understand it at all. And but I think I <laughs> conflate it too much with the scary movie doofus character. I was like, I, to me, there really is no difference. He's so like embarrassing, and I I don't like to use the word cringe, but I just I don't like his behavior in that movie and i don't understand where it's coming from much like rose mcgowan's performance it's just something about it is off to me but and okay and it also makes sense tim what you said about like the the fact that they are teenage boys doing this and Stu is such like an immature like little goofball or whatever because they show like i didn't really remember they show like the ghost face or whatever like in the grocery store like follow them, following them around in that outfit. And then like out in like the bushes somewhere where they're like at one of the friend's houses, you can like, and they catch him like Bigfoot style. And I was like, <laughs> what? They're doing this in broad daylight in these outfits, like just hang out, watch that. I, and I get that they're supposed to be like psychopaths, but I was like, God, I don't remember those. It's kind of weird, stupid that they <laughs> are catching them like literally like, frozen which i guess was supposed to be funny but (laughs) one of them's a psychopath right and then Stu is just susceptible to being manipulated by a psychopath is that kind of the psychology that they get into with these i can totally see Stu just going into a convenience store following somebody (laughs) (laughs) in hindsight i saw a part of like somebody on like twitter or something and that it was, I was like, Scream is coming up now. I guess because it's Halloween, but um, yeah. the Kevin Williamson interview some somewhere where he says that he based off, he based Billy and Stu's relationship off these gay serial killers that were lovers. <laughs> well, that <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was getting uh, TikTok fan cams of their relationship the oh other day. I, I'm not even like, following i swear i probably like one video forever ago but i was getting all these gay <laughs> billy and Stu videos and i was like oh i see that i kind of i do like it that that's implied yeah yeah it's a, definitely vibing it's a fun thing to have implied i do just think it's still like the whole nature of fan cams in general of like when they'll do fan cams with characters that are yeah like serial killers like fan camming people like Everybody who got thirsty for Joe after the show you came out and like Penn Badgley having to clarify, like, I am the bad guy. Like, you are not supposed to find what I'm doing attractive. Barry, like, Barry. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, It's like the equivalent of that scene where Barry like yells at. uh, Is her name Sarah? I forget the character's name. His girlfriend or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He like yells at Sarah in the. Uh, writer's room of a TV show, it would be like somebody fan gaming that and writing like <laughs> daddy in cursive on the screen. Like just this mortifying scene. Uh, Kevin, you got a, uh, what's your biggest beef? Yeah. Well, yeah, my biggest beef I think is still, I, I really wish that uh, Dewey would throw the ice cream cone down and stomp on it. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. I was trying to figure out what actors you could cast as the parents 
for Rose McGowan and David Arquette that would explain why they are who they are. Hear me out on this. What would you think if this was a deleted scene and we saw that their parents are Bill Pullman and Megan Mullally? Wait, for whose parents? For uh, David Arquette and Rose McGowan. (laughs) Just like two goofball 90s parents that explain why these two are so (sighs) fucking weird. That I love the Bill Pullman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Meg, yeah. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, basically. Yeah. Could work. It totally yeah. work. I could see that. I like that. Tim, I wanted to ask too. <laughs> like smothering. I know uh, you said, oh my God. Yeah. Totally, totally infantilizing. Like, yeah. Like warming <laughs> yes, up milk for works. them every night before bed. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, Tim, you mentioned you had a special when did you know to drop on us here? Oh, well, we wanted to bring back our old uh, but very popular category. When did you know? And uh, I was wondering for both of you, when did you know that this was a mid 90s movie? Because there are so many references. They're talking about gerbils up Richard Gere's butt. They are. (laughs) It just feels they're they're Their zingers are all like, look it up. You remember? Look it up. It's like it's called class, dude. Look it up. That was the most vicious insult. I feel like mine. My winner for this is when Dewey drops Sydney off at school and says the line, "Don't worry, Sid. It's school. You'll be safe here." I was oh like, "That's the most 1996 uh, oh thing God. I've ever heard." <laughs> Times are different now. They couldn't really say that in a, in a new screen movie. But, uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, the nineties of it all? I will say the one that comes to my mind is the two girls that are talking shit about uh, Sydney and she's going on. She's warped. (laughs) She watched her mom get murdered and now she's just losing her mind. And it's like, where did you get that stuff from? Uh, Ricky Lake. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) those two were so mean like that was another big takeaway this time it's like who are these girls like who hurt them all the teenagers are assholes in this they're such jerks those boys that were making fun of them and they were running through the halls and henry winkler rips them to shreds (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking in the bathroom scene because like one of the girls is a cheerleader and the other one's not dressed like a cheerleader. I was like, oh, these two would not be hanging out. <laughs> this, is, this doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, this movie is bullshit. <laughs> this movie is bullshit. I think uh, for me, the, the 90s realization is probably a tie between Rose McGowan's like football jersey, the like white football jersey. <laughs> that I guess could I guess that could be like their school colors. I just interpret it as like how people would just kind of wear anonymous sports apparel. And then yeah. um, when <laughs> Stu says, I, I believe this is the quote, Skizizul is is out. <laughs> incredible i hate it <laughs> how do they do it how do uh, they pull it's it called off? missy elliott babe look yeah. it up <laughs> oh man oh my god i while we're on the uh behavior of high schoolers sydney is so funny to me in this movie how she does not acknowledge anyone else 
ever. There's a scene where she's getting off the school bus, being dropped off at home, and there's a girl leaning out, waving at her. Bye, Sid. And there's, there's like three other people are like, "Bye, Sid. Have a good night, Sid." And Sydney doesn't acknowledge them. She walks like right up to the house and just leaves like a psychopath. There's no wave back. It's just just completely moved on. I think there's a couple moments like that where it's like, "Wow, okay, you're just in the zone all the time." You, Sydney, I know she's been through a lot traumatic experiences, but kind of feels like a real buzzkill most of the time. I don't know. I get it. I get it. When Rose McGowan's like, please, we have to throw a party. Do this for me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. You got to you're hanging out with Sid. It's a lot of sitting around uh, back to back watching the door. You know, like that can't be too fun. <laughs> That was going to be my beef that she was on the bus. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just was like, what grade are they supposed to be in? <laughs> you're a senior. You're still riding the bus. I don't know. Uh, now I'm being mean. <laughs> no, but she should for sure have a car. The size of her house. Definitely. Like her house is preposterous. It's <laughs> maybe the biggest house I've ever seen in a movie. And I've seen all the Batman movies. <laughs> this thing is absolutely massive it might be the same it might be wayne manor there's a scene in the 1989 <laughs> batman where michael keaton's like yeah there's some rooms in here i've never been in they can just be the same house now Stu's house is big too it is uh, big like big homes have some two parents yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect wow. formula <laughs> they have like at Stu's house too when there's that scene where she has to like drop out the window I think like a like a kayak or a surfboard blocks the door so it's like yes. oh they're absolutely you know they're getting out there this family does a lot of vacations she dumps down jumps down onto a covered boat and it's like wow they got boat money too yeah. <laughs> everybody out here is rich this is it, they got a driveway, like boat. Valley, right? a driveway boat right <laughs> Oh shit! You got to drive to get this boat? thing to a marina, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nah, this stays in the driveway. Water isn't touching this thing. <laughs> this is for getting pushed off of roofs only, dude. You know that uh, what they say about boats—they lose ten percent of their value the minute you take it out of the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Better not risk it. <laughs> Kevin, did you have a when? Did you know? Oh, my when did you know? I am curious about this. My when did you know it was going to be when did you know it was Billy and Stu? So mm. for me, obviously, you know, Skeet Ulrich is putting off bad vibes the entire time. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. were you did you believe when they had somebody else call the station when uh, Billy was in there? Babe, did you was there ever a point, even as a first grader, where you weren't sure who was doing these murders? <laughs> Well, I was going to say, the only thing that would be the surprise is that Stu was the one also in on it, that there was two of them. That was like yeah. the big twist. Like you kind of couldn't get away from the fact that Billy was the killer. It maybe threw you off a little bit, like when he's trying to hook up with her at the end, I guess. But um, that was like, OK, that's how it happened. That's how it worked. Um, and that Stu was in love with Billy. Didn't know that part until the very end. It all makes sense. It all came together. Every, every time Sid, uh, you know, post post sex, Sid and uh, Billy are hanging out, which is <laughs> very weird. 
Got to be a five minute sex scene <laughs> that happened off camera. <laughs> this is not this is not a passionate <laughs> night of lovemaking for these two. They <laughs> she is uh, then floating the idea, which, again, why is this happening? You know, maybe it's like that uh, post sex clarity where she's like, huh, actually, you could have made your one phone call from the prison. <laughs> and honestly, every time she says that. It's like I'm hearing it for the first time. I'm like, yeah. what? What do you mean? He used his one call? Because I'm like, it's. I feel like it's definitely. Um, oh God, not Billy. Who's the other? What's the other guy's name? Stu. Stu. I feel like it's definitely Stu that made the call. But the idea of him using his one call for that is so good. And every time it get, every time it gets me, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She put it together. Mm-hmm. But until then, I was like, who knows? Who knows? It could be anybody. But Billy's gross the whole time. Billy is a, constantly a creep and scary. And it feels like he definitely did it. Do you think when he got arrested, he was nervous? How nervous do you think he was when he got arrested? That's what I was thinking about this time. Because he's arrested by the cops and he's like, oh, don't call, whatever. But then he brings in his dad. I mean, it firms up his alibi. So was that part of the plan for him to get arrested? Or did that just kind of get out of hand and he used it to his advantage? Hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right? (laughs) Shoot, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I couldn't tell how confident he was in there. Wow. She didn't know that he had a cell phone either. Like the way she was shocked, the cell phone like came out of his pocket. (laughs) That's a mid nineties thing too. Is like, (laughs) what the fuck? You have a cell phone. How did you get this? I don't even have a car and you have a cell phone. (laughs) I have to ride the bus everywhere and you've got cell phone money. Gosh, we can't even afford to put this boat in the water and you got cell phone. And it was a nice one because Courtney Cox, the one they had in the van was huge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't fitting in anybody's pocket. Hell yeah. no. You know, I blame that on the station though. That station is not funding this news yes. program. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're dumping all their money into reruns and just trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator instead of letting the people of Napa Valley know. Oh man. Kevin, I have a big question for you. Please. Is Scream better or worse than man where are we gonna go with this mitchell's versus the machines oh you know what this is amazing babe you are the first guest that we've had on while we're ranking something this is wonderful yeah (laughs) Uh, have you seen mitchell's versus the machines that's the kids movie right okay i only bits and pieces The kids movie, Micah, (laughs) your baby's going to want to watch this all the time. It's it's a banger. It's an absolute banger. (laughs) You're going to in like three years, you're going to come around and realize this is God tier shit. Yeah. (laughs) But the charm of the list, too, which I think is so funny, is the fact that I asked the question, what's better, Scream or Mitchell's versus the Machines? (laughs) Like, that's so funny to me. (laughs) Why? How did we allow this to happen? Uh, What are you going to say? I got to go scream. I I mean, scream is like scream is in my horror movie, Mount Rushmore. No question. Better or worse than Spider-Man 2? I think better. I think it's better, too. Is better or worse than Batman 1989? I think it's, it's better. I think scream I is think absolutely is. incredible. Mm-hmm. I'll give you it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> which is still way too high on the list. I'm, furious i don't that think that it's that high on the list. <laughs> i don't think it's i'm putting it right at uh number number five right here 
Oh my god! So it's our top five. That's great. Wait, what's okay, it pres- after? And what's after Guardians of the Galaxy? I want to see if Babe agrees. It's it's uh so number one, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Two is The Last of Us. Four, John Wick. Four. Oh no! I well, I'm looking at a screen. I'm getting the numbers wrong, but that's the order: Spider Man, Last of Us, John Wick, Four, Batman, 1989, Scream, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man Two, Bahu Bali Two, and Mitchell's Verse: The Machines. What is this I podcast? A, I was like, what? <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> this makes no goddamn sense. What we're, what's happening? Oh. Okay, then we had we had class and tier. Is this solid or prestigious? I think this is solid. I I don't think they're necessarily going for prestigious here. It's solid. Okay, then on our scale of where would you put it? Great. Is it just great? I think it's great. I think it's great. Hey, great. Do you think it's great? I think it's great. And I think it's prestigious because I mean, I did the whole thing in the beginning. Like they, the self-referential stuff, like that is just so commonplace that you forget that that scream that literally started that. Like it's, I don't know. And that's why everyone point. loved it. So it's prestigious. It's, it's prestigious. It's right. also, it did that, you know, in the time where like, 90s irony and detachment is the defining trait character trait of people of that generation <laughs> so to have this i mean it's like the bellwether of the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah incredible Wes craven what, what an achievement mm-hmm. he does good stuff mm-hmm. you know what Wes craven all right all right in my book <laughs> i'll say it <laughs> he's fine it's fun. Oh boy. What's right. Fine. Well, babe, thank you so much for joining us. Uh yes. You know, I asked you if you had anything to plug at the beginning. You got a new baby dropping. <laughs> What's a baby dropping? November 4th. Keep your eyes yes. Yes. Uh, Get it. Mitchell's versus machines. Throw it on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> congratulations uh, on that that'll thank you yeah. thank you thanks for having me you guys huge congrats yeah, thank you great. so much for doing this this was so much fun uh when we inevitably do more of the scream franchise please come back um i'm excited <laughs> yes. to see the rest of these movies one through three great time four through six let's go yes give a third one another chance it it holds up it's pretty funny i want to know i might I'll i might it. circle back to it what do you think? What do you think of Scream? What do you think of Scream 3? Let us know. Send us an email, nerdy430 at gmail.com. That is nerdy spelled out, four spelled out, and then the number 30 at gmail.com. We will be back here again next week talking about uh, something that I frankly can't remember right now, but we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll be here. And until then, stay nerdy, everybody. Bye. Stay nerdy. Bye. Bye. Thanks, babe. What are we talking about Thanks. next week? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs>